we've been talking about how it feels in Golis, how we experience the Hestapanim, all the way down to what Rav Levin was discussing, the halavas that we have in life, overlooking things that should be clear and should be obvious. As Jews that believe in Hashem, we're just not paying attention, we're not focused, we're not we're not present in the Dalit Amas of our lives, where we're supposed to be. That feeling of all of that, how Golis feels, why are we crying, but we haven't discussed why we're still here, like why this is still happening. And anybody who knows me knows that I'm not going to start to say that the reason that we're in Golis is because there's some, you know, there's some girl in Muncie whose elbow was uncovered. Not that it shouldn't be covered. Or because of, of a particular, a particular, his galus of Hestapanim, that uh, manifestation of Hestapanim that comes with laxity and halacha and not being in that place of Zihirus, like we're learning in the Mishil Shasharim Chabura, Zihirus, Zihirus, to be Jews who are careful, who are paying attention, who are cautious. There's something, all of that is true. But what's absolutely clear, as the overarching, overriding, Kloliyaz Dikir Tzur of Am Yisrael, that simply does not permit Geula to arrive, that is not allowing Mashiach in, is what we're going to talk about now. But not for my voice, because I'd be too afraid to say these things. I said to you before, we're going to learn a little bit from the Shefer Chaim, from the close of Begarevi, Susi, and Alayna, or Zeichet, to see a number of times. And at some point when I woke up from the hero when I was a child, from, you know, Mickey Mantle and, and from uh, Willis Reed and Joe Frazier, those Havgil. So when I woke up from that, so then I found a, a new hero. And the hero of my life has always been the close of Mickey Mantle. A hero who gave expression to all the things that I felt in my house that didn't understand. And then in later years, the but I'm not going to talk about the Holocaust before these kinas. I'm too, I'm still too broken from where we were in just now in Birkenau a few weeks ago, and it's still in front of my eyes the whole time. There's a long piece, long piece in the Shavuot. I'm going to share with you a few. Paragraphs here and there, a little bit. We always try to finish by Chatzayis Mitchell. We finish by Chatzayis, don't worry. We have, Baruch Hashem, some of the Swarm of the Shevachim and the Klosenberg have been redone, and they're already on the shoulder. So this is different targets, but there are many, many, many volumes, and Baruch Hashem is a, I have the, before they were redone, this old. Sort of unofficial, around 30 volumes <coughs> of Shafachai, of Shmuzan of the Closing Bigger Rebbe. <coughs> so this was Tavshem Emma Aleph. 
Parshas Matas Masay Tavshem Em Aleph, and I was learning in the country. I wanted to share a little bit with you. The Rebbe, the Klozimig Rebbe, Susilano, is talking about why do we have 12 Shvat? That sounds like a very surprising question to come from him. And throughout this Maimur, although the Rebbe, of course, knows Kolotar Kula, and he is familiar with all the beautiful Midrashim that praise the beauty of the Jewish people, Matov Yaakov, divided to the tribes, Lidse Voisan, and so on. Basically, what the, what the Rebbe explains here is that the whole surah of Am Yisrael divided into tribes, divided the Shvatim and the families and the Bezovis and the and so on. The Rebbe goes through everything to show that really all of this is, is a B'deavid. Now, you could find a Chazal, and I thought of this Chazal and that Chazal, they could, to argue with it, but the basic point that the Rebbe makes in this Torah is what we need to hear and what's clear. And Rebbe says a few times, it's Emes, Emes and Kaim. This is clear to me after all that I've seen in my life. Is that a question? He asks, "V'hanir be'sum leiv lesboinen al etzem inyan chalukas umah yisrael l'shvatim." What is this inyan of being divided into shvatim? Now the Kabbalists here are thinking of the alachsayim, you know, the in Shemayim. I know there's some of you that are right away going to get nervous about this. Because creation is divided into the twelve and Sefi and Sira. But the question goes back to the beginning. The Rebbe asks, the time of boy, we need to we need a reason for this. We have one father. like the Shvatim said. We're all the children of one father. Zera <coughs> And then he says, of course, once it happened that we were divided, so then we have all of the situs of the twelve gates in Shemayim, and all the tzirut from the, I know, you're thinking about this, the root from the twelve names of Hashem, every Veshchedesh, and each Shevet, we spoke about these things all the years, every month and every Shevet, and it's all good stuff. But he says, "Vagam, you just make pages and pages, just snippets." Vagam adayin, pamit shvichel moidoi, inyan ischalkus of kvar beres mitzrayim. Asher yotzim yishom letzvoisam ish im tzvos shiftoi, v'haloyos adayin lahoyim espalim. That's before there was the twelve ways of davening. That's before we were daveners. We didn't, become, we weren't davening yet. So those, the Rebbe says, who are getting nervous about this, because we know that. Shemagin, the Devichayim, and so on, the Tzadikim, that there are the Arizal, that there are twelve, there are twelve pl- ways of davening. And he says all of this in Mitzrayim we were already divided. He brings to the Medrash before we were davening. The Rebbe says, let's talk straight. We didn't get along with each other from the beginning. It wasn't going well. And the reason that we divided the tribes is because we behave tribally. And not because it's Lachachil. And therefore he brings it from, from the Mechilta, from the Medrash, the Mitzrayim, there's all Machloikis, unbelievable Machloikis going on in Mitzrayim. In the Tzaras Hashibud, the Rebbe says we were fighting, arguing, this one, you, these are from the match. That one is yelling at the other one. I had what happened to the bricks I had. I had ten bricks. Now I only have eight bricks. You went instead of walking back to get more bricks to the other. You took you when I was looking. You grabbed a brick of mine. And the other one is complaining. You're not working hard enough. And because of that, I have harder. Lamalus is because we have to fill the quota, and you're and you're not working hard enough. Is the Mitzrayim? So because of that, I have to I have to now slap more because you're not working hard enough. 
that the Rebbe says, Letzari Haram. It hurts me to say this. I'm saying this to you from my own personal experience. But I saw with my own eyes during those horrible years. When we were there. Even though we were all shut from Lutzaris. We're in the same boat. And we're going through all of us terrible, terrible Tsaras in 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 the camp. La Mois Kain Hayumarivim Echadim Khaveo in the camp. Hayumarivim Echadim Khaveo, there were terrible fights that were going on. Just like in Mitzrayim when we were shot from Lutzaras. And we were arguing and fighting over all kinds of things. The Rabbi said, I saw myself when we were shot from Lutzaras just a few years ago. In Mishas Chalukas when the water was being given out. Or Ha'aruchas, or the meals. Remember my father, I told me how there was always a diyun of what to do when you got your one piece of moldy, disgusting bread for the day. There was always a chakira. What was the chakira? Should I eat it just right away now? Or should I try to manage over the next 24 hours by having a little bit? That's all you got. One disgusting, moldy piece of bread. And it wasn't a big piece of bread. And the shiloh was always... Now, just to go for it or to divide it up. And, and uh, this was a, a conversation that they used to have all the time. My father said that he passed him to eat it right away. Well, he said it was just simply too dangerous to hold on to it. It was too dangerous because if anybody saw that you were tucking it away someplace, that you were putting it somewhere, he said if it was in a basement, it would get stolen. And if it was on your body, you get beaten. We're not judging any of that. God forbid. God forbid we should never know from such a thing to be in such a place. And not judging any Jew that ever did anything like that. And how many times my father said what was going on, the screaming and the yelling, when someone said that he, because he got, he passed along his thing, and he said, you took a piece of it, and then we start fighting, and the rest of the that we start pulling them away from each other. It's like, like animals, what was going on. And the Rebbe says, I remember when we were carrying, when we were carrying the heavy rails from the, the, the Nazis had them fixing the railroad. And we were carrying those very, very, very heavy, those iron rails. We were carrying the iron rails, and then they used to yell at each other, you're not working, you're not lifting the other side. I'm schlepping it, and you're not working hard. And the Rebbe says, I don't want to talk more so much about this. He says, Whoever was there, and those who were not there, the Rebbe says, it was better not to know. And then the Rebbe continues. He's, he's, still, he's, still, he's still with me. I hope you're with me. It's hard. <laughs> and this he says, he brings from the men different places. What's going on in Mitzrayim? I mean, Mela, the arguing, the fighting, this is mine, no, it's mine. And we may and what happened, the Rebbe says, that over time in Egypt, in Mitzrayim, Jews began to just coalesce into these groups, tight, tight groups of family and kraivim. Shimam tight groups. And they didn't allow into the group an Isar. Somebody from a different family. So an outsider. Because they said that guy is a Russian. And this Almighty is a is not a good guy. 
has not become that our chevra, our group, should have this guy. This is what happened in castration camp, and this is what happened in Mitzrayim, and this is the way it's always been. Over time, every shevet, because they were from the same family, from Zulun, from Yisrael, whatever, they began to they began to create these like neighborhoods, like these these places. Of course, he says at the very beginning that the Indian Levi and the Khan is because all of this, but everybody else, this is what was happening. So the Klosenberger is saying that it seems to him that the union of separate Shvatim living that way was something that evolved, unfortunately, tragically, but very humanly over time. And then the circle shaven is Chalkalam, Kalachala base of, we see base of, because this one had a base of, in other words, the Zaydin. So even in Shaven Oshem, and even in Naftali, there was more Choshev, less Choshev, right? They had the base of, each base of Shaloyim Mishpachtoi. And he says, even though Ainkar Manasi, you know, he was very strong. And courageous. When I say bad words about our ancestors, they were holy people, but then he lets them have it. We know that. And everybody's thinking that. This is before Mitzrayim. The Shurish of this stuff, of this Meriva way of life. This goes back to Yosef at Sadiq and his brothers. Shuhavias, the Bosom Rawlavia, whatever the Libus was, the Rabbi keeps on saying, I know what Chazal said like this, and Chazal said that, but I'm learning just Chumash, he says. And he says, it says my Chumash, he says, that Yosef at Sadiq brought over and he said bad things about his brothers. They hate son of Yosef, and they hate him, and they hate him, and It says that in Chumash. Vada, he says, Kolkam, Nosem, I said, Bilkul Hashem, Levada, they had big Kavanis, who knows what it was, they had very, very big Kavanis, we can't be massing. But the Rebbe says, Sof, Sof, Masha, Amulayim, Dibbe, Pshut, Shomikr. But Sof, Sof, you have to look in Chumash, and Pshut, Shomikr, Harei, Shom, Achmaikas. And of course, we know that it was terrible, because we know that the Asar were wearing a mouthless that we just read about a few minutes ago, that's the fairest in Chazal that the, the ten Harugimachus will be uh, uh, the, the martyrs were killed because of the Machloikis of Yosef and his brothers. See, all the Midrash of all the Kavanis, but Lamaisa, the consequences speak for themselves. There's so much here, I'm skipping a lot, a lot. And he says that Chazal say that if we would have been by Budachas, if we would have stuck together instead of breaking down into tribes, if we would have stayed together in Mitzrayim, and each woman see Rak Milas, like Rabbi Ramel says, all the Jews would have gotten along with each other. He says, then there would have been the end of the whole business. We'd have come out of Mitzrayim and we'd have been Yushalayim, and everything would have been finished and done good. We came down to Mitzrayim, and it was already a certain feeling of Ishu Beisai. I come with my my family, my family, Ishu Beisai. And then the Torah says, you know why? Because the Yosef Hayim Mitzrayim. So that's always like a big thing. The Rebbe says it means that the, the machloikis, the sickness, the ugliness, the inside fighting of Yosef and his brothers, of Yosef and his brothers, it was going on still in Mitzrayim. That's why they came down Ishu Beisai. Ishu Beisai was not 
he's saying it's not Lamal Yusuf. It's Ishu Beisai divided into homes and to families and tribes. Why? Because the Torah says, V'yosef ha'yibam Yisrael. And that's why, V'atimolei ha'aretz oisa. Kol echad bolo yiman she beisa. V'chavila shelo. V'ein echem ishtadu b'sivloisem shalom zulas. Everybody said, I gotta look after my family. I have, to get, I have to take care of my family. I gotta worry about my own. Therefore, everybody would write on his. The Rebbe says everybody would write on his things. Whatever. Mishavit, so and so, living in district so and so. That nobody should touch his thing. So the nega, the nega, the the sickness of Pirud is mushreshes from Yosef and his brothers, and the Yosef Hayyim Mitzrayim. Nimshach Eslam Gam Bevoy Mitzrayim. And he goes the whole thing about about brothers, about the whole thing. I'm not going to say that. That's not the good day. So he goes after all the brothers and things. And that's why he goes and he says, He's talks about fighting among Sadiq. And he says, That there, there were many, many Jews, and the whole Mitzrayim is filled with them. The Torah doesn't exaggerate. It means that the whole place was filled with Jews. It says about the Malayim that this that this small nation of the, of the Jewish people that started off with the with the families, huh? they divided and they were spread out all over Israel. because they want to have their own neighborhoods. He didn't want to live with the other one. This shaman didn't want to live, live near the other shaman. This family has Rotskim and Rishayim in them. I don't want to, our family should be influenced by that family. This family is Sfardim, Rashkenazim. I don't want to have them in my building. You think I'm making this up? There are neighborhoods in Echisel that they have to be Sfardim, Yudenrein, clean of Sfardim, clean of Chilonim, of Jews who are not religious. I'll tell you in a second about phone call I had this week. I don't want to live next to this guy. I'm afraid if I live next to this guy, this is this If I live next to this guy, my kids are going to be influenced by this guy. And not to live next to those Jews, I'm going to. He rather he preferred to live someplace else in Egypt, among whom on Goyim Mitzrayim. And the Jews began to spread. All the Jews began to spread to different corners. Not just in Goisha, but Then they went, everybody went to the ghetto in Goisha. Rebbe talks about this too. Not to live together. I had a phone call. Last week, not this, sorry, this is Tuesday. Last week I had a phone call. There's a, there's a very, very special Jew that, that comes from Bar Park to the Chavuz Yosef at Sadiq. Such a guy comes here on Sunday mornings for this year. And he said he got a, he got a phone call. He owns, he owns uh, a, a house, a home, like a, I don't know, like a two-family or something in a, in a neighborhood further away, not Bar Park, not, not where he lives. I don't want to say the neighborhood, but further away in a very, very from neighborhood. Everybody there is yeshiva from in that neighborhood. He owns a building there. He says, I rent the top floor. I rent the top floor. I have there as a family. That's the larger uh, apartment or whatever. I rent that to the I rent the top floor. And the bottom floor, the, I rented out to I rented out to, to a couple of bachim, to two bachim, I think. Two guys. She so said, I got a call. And it's all contractual, it's a contract for that's what He said, I get a call from the guy on top, and he said that 
he said that the, that he saw with his own eyes that the that one of the bachim downstairs is smoking on Shabbos, and that he he's not he has to throw him out of the house, he has to kick him out. And he says, Yeshua, he says, I, I, I'm sure. And I called the Rav of the neighborhood, there's a shul. I called the Rav, the Rav said, you just have to throw him out if he's smoking in Shabbos. So, so this guy is like a very sweet guy, this, this guy from this closet. And he says to me, so he asked me, he says, I, I, I throw him out. So, so then he said to me that he was asking this guy more questions. And then through the conversation that came out, that I'm not sh I didn't see him actually holding the cigarette, but I saw smoke. And it looked to me like he was talking on his phone also. He asked me, he asked me do you see? He says, no, but I, it sounded like he was talking on his cell phone. <laughs> Listen. And then his wife said that he, she smelled marijuana, and that it's getting like, she smelled marijuana, and this could, be, this could destroy the children. And they might be influenced to take marijuana. And the Rob said, you have to throw them out. So he asked me, this guy, so first thing I said is, I'm just asking, I don't understand just the Chayshim Mishpat of this. Maybe you could explain to me where it says sometimes, I understand in the Halachas of Chayshim that's a problem. But if you're asking Chayshim Mishpat, where does it say that you have a contract with somebody that you could throw him out if he was smoking in Shabbos? All of these people's parents and grandparents, they grew, up, they grew up among Jews that were not religious. What do you think was in Barapad a few years ago? And in Muncie, and what was in Lakewood, and all these places, and here. Where does it say in Chayshim Mishpat, you like to throw a person out if he smokes on Shabbos? <laughs> and then it came out, it was already a Svek Sveker, whether he was smoking on Shabbos. Or if someone talks on the cell phone on Shabbos, you can throw him out. But then I said to him, I have a bigger, I have a bigger question. <clears throat> I'd like you to ask your tenant, and the, and the, and the Mrs. Tenant, whoever the lady, did anybody invite the boys up for Shabbos? Did anybody send them a cake, a little note? Did anybody invite, talk to them? The two boys, right? He's, I think, one boy, because the other one, there was another one there alone. And when he spoke to the Rav of the neighborhood, the, the Rav, he said to the Rav that the guy said he's not sure that it was smoke, so the Rav was very angry. He said, but the Rav said, but the guy told me 100% he saw smoke, that he's smoking. So he said, that's not true. So the Rav said, then that's not true. But the, the Rav also didn't say, like, we should go and greet these guys with super mechalas to go be makar of them. And what if he was smoking in Shabbos? Do you know why he starts smoking in Shabbos? Because nobody ever says hello to the guy. And nobody ever invites him for, maybe for Shabbos. Maybe that has to do with it. It wasn't even a havamim. It wasn't even a half a minute to invite this kid for Shabbos, but to go say hello to him. No one spoke to the guy once. Just to get him out of the neighborhood. And now this guy in Borupak has to deal with this whole tumult that they're making for all these guys happen. Not an invitation. Umasiv Hazesh Alpir, the Rebbe says, Machlaikis. Nimshech Eshlam, this went on and on and on and on. This word that Vayosha Moshe Lishpait has armed, Vayamra Aham Al Moshe and Avoyka there. So the Rebbe has told me something. He says that from morning to night they came for Din Tyrus to Moshe Rabbein, right? So Yisra had to give an aid. Could someone explain to me what the Din Tyrus were going on over there? <laughs> he says, Haloi Master Matan Lahayu Eisim Shabbat. Nope, there's not one guy that had a business in the Mizraim. Even though Jews are enterprising people, there's nobody that had like a lemonade stand or something. <laughs> there was nothing in the midway, he says. The Daigas Epanasa, Haisim Hemahalu, came in Shani's army, Mandus, Lusfah. Everybody had the same man and the food, whatever they were eating. The Rebbe says, Can somebody tell me, he says, who paid Schardir? Does someone have to pay rent? Nobody had to pay any rent. From morning to night, it says they were hacking Maisha Rabbeinim. <coughs> they, they had to appoint all the whole business there with Yisro. They had to make different courts, different batik dinim. 
In every block, you have to have five different shuls. Because it has to be my chevra. My chevra. The cool 25-year-old chevra. There's an old guy here. Old guy is not my chevra. we got to run. got to make another minion. And the Rebbe speaks here about making all different kinds of places when there wasn't enough of a need for it and making it splitting and dividing a minion and subdividing and subdividing another minion, another minion, another minion. Young marrieds, old marrieds, Ashkenaz, Svar, and so on and so forth. And then the people that they, they're building in the history of Christ, they go dive in their homes to make a minion in their house to separate from the tzibur, which is a machla anusha. A machla sickness. It's only the last few years. It was only done by Shivalo Lane in the past. To daven in my house. To have his chevra that comes to daven in his house. Instead of diving in a welcome Kaddish. And then the Rebbe says this. Listen carefully. The closing says, let every person look deeply into this. Now he's talking in 1941. Uh, 1981. The Rebbe says, The only a few of us left, they were, we were killed. Terrible tragedies. They're saying now we're coming up to Tishavov, Tavshim Memal of 1981. And now it's already almost 2,000 years then since Chum Beis HaMikdash. Rebbe Shalom, the Rebbe says, Admosai. It was why are we still here? How much longer is this going to go on? Ad Mosai, Ha'ain Daibu Khalaila, isn't it enough? Michloy Nishbach, Michloishbach, Dai, Dam Yisrael Kamayim, we're gonna read now in Rav Schwab and the Baba Rabbi's Kinnis, Halanishbach, wasn't it enough blood that spilled Jewish blood Kamayim like water? Madula Al Saruchas Basami, Ha face tikvachas, why isn't this already finished? Balzenamar. But the Nabi says, The reason for this is because is because every Jew sits to himself and can't get along with the other one. Or this one from this family. Or this one from this Hasidus. Or from this Yeshiva. Or from this, or this is a, this is one's a, a, a Tehrani. This one's a Mashadi. This one's a Taimani. This one's from Syria. From Syria. Some Jews have a minute that when you read Eicha at night, they put out all the lights and they put a candle in front of each one. There are a lot of people that have that minute. They put a candle in front of each one. And now they use little lights they put in front of each person. Rabbi Yaakov Emden brings this. Rabbi Yaakov Emden is against this minute. Mekomo Kamu Rabbi says, Kachem and Yitzlainu and Sons. That's what we do. We're sitting down and we're putting a candle in front of each person to say the reason that we're still sitting here and the reason that we're still in Golas and the reason that we're still suffering and miserable is because because one Jew can't sit next to another Jew. And after all the sorrows that we've been through, they're still fighting. They can't even say kinas together. We all drank, he says, from the same poison. I was with all of you together. We drank from the same poison in Auschwitz and in Dachem and Matas and in Treblinka. And we still were lokach no musa. We didn't take any musa from this. Beis kach shenu v'sibatem l'sreifas eish. V'nochem erakdim v'heicholos. The Beis HaMix is destroyed in Goyma dancing on the Harabayas. Still two Jews can't share one kinas. It doesn't smell good. I don't like this guy. I have my own kinas my own candle. And then this heart-wrenching thing of Ellen. 
I'm thinking about this. And the Gemara says, Bishem Elyonovi Zokalatoy. Elyonovi says, Ain ben David Ba, Ajatichla Prutam and Akis. The Mashiach will not come until there's no more Prutam, no coin left in the pocket. And we have a Torah, we have a teaching from the Tzaddikim, from the Yisrachmosh and others, that Prutam means a lotion of Proteus. What does Proteus mean? Myself, Prati. Prati. Mashiach will not come until he says, Keep Prutam, Hainu Proteus, Manakis, Hainu Kis Haleif. It means the pocket of the heart. The Libra, the Insha, the Kisatalia. We love until Mashiach will not come until the last feeling of Proteus that I'm not with other Jews, that I can't be with other Jews, that I have to be to myself, unto myself, until that goes away from the heart. I have to live away. I can't live in the same place as this guy because he's not from, or he's a Russian, or he's a Fromak, or he's too from. He's not from enough, or he's a Fromak, or he's too from. I can't live next to him. He says, until the Jew says, I want to be with Klal Yisrael and to suffer together with other Jews. And the Rebbe then says about himself, My eyes are, are flowing with tears every time I think about how millions of Jews were burned to death. I can't have any nechama, you know from what? That, they, that I'm still alive. I have no nechama why I didn't die with them. And that article that I mentioned before about that chazam Yishla Kraus, he says about how it was Rishchaydashi after the Mulchama. And the Rebbe told this chazam that you go daven for the Omer Halal. And the chazam Kraus was davening for Halal. And the Kozum of the Rebbe was standing next to him. And the Chazan said, you read the article, you'll see, he said, the Chazan is saying halal, and he comes to Yasoy Yisrani Kavl Amoros Loi Nisanan, right? The simple chat is, Hashem Yasoy Yisrani, even though you punished me and you hurt me, Lamovis, at least, at least, Lamovis Loi Nisanan, you didn't deliver me into death, at least I'm alive. This Chazan, this Moshe Lekras said that he heard the Rebbe saying in the middle of halal, he was talking in halal, said he can do that. He was saying in halal, Yasoy Yisrani Kavl, he said in Yiddish, you punished me, you punished me. But the worst punishment of all is why didn't you let me die with my family and my chasidim and my kehila? That's the worst punishment of all. You punished me. And you know what the worst thing was? I don't want to live. Why did you let me live after all of that? That's what the Rebbe says. The Rebbe says, I'm disgusted with my life. I loathe my life. That I couldn't be burned together with the other Jews. How could it be that Jews were in such service and they were killed? Here I'm like a Rebbe. And I have a nice life. There's nothing worse for me. Any Jew that has a spark of, of being a Jew, of the spark of Hashem, Elokei Yisrael in his heart, V'nishmas Yisrael Shechenes B'Kibar, V'en Meha'erara, Eichacha Yuchal Ure'ei Ba'ofdan Malada, how can you see, how can you go on living, feeling comfortable, knowing that he left his family, he left everything behind? And he ends with a tefillah. Jews. He was upset with us. He said very strong things. He cursed us that we shouldn't have any rain. He was very strong. And the Chazal 